Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. The open heaven, because during those meetings, so many things are said that changes the course of your life. My father, uncle here, sitting here at the open heaven in May, said May was a month of first fish. It was the end of going around in circles. During that meeting, he also said, a superior angel has been released right now to fight for you. Right after the open heaven, Reverend Pat, I believed during that open heaven, he said a debt was going to be canceled. And the reason why you're, the debt, some of you are trying to think, how is this debt going to be paid? And he said, stop it, because it's going to happen by faith. So at that open heaven, he declared through God that debt were going to be canceled. And he said, don't think about it. We had a debt that I didn't know how that debt was going to be paid for, but I believed what he said. But after the hope, open heaven instead, Reverend Patrick was told that they were laying off his department. So the devil will make you think now, instead of you to believe God to pay the debt, you are now believing God to pay your rent. But I knew that what God has said, and the angel was released, so it was going to happen. Supernaturally, right after the open heaven, one of my friends said, go into this portal at work and check your bonus. I knew I was not going to get a bonus because the whole sector I was overseeing was low. But mysteriously, I received a huge bonus. Not only that, did I receive the bonus, Reverend Patrick came for another open heaven. Then Reverend Osei said, favor, the favor of God is going to be upon you. He received a job. Not only was it a job, it was a job better than the one he had before. And the third testimony is that the job that he received came with two bonuses. So now, not only was our rent paid off, I had received a bonus. He had two bonuses that in a period of not working for four months, that which we thought would take years to pay off was paid off instantly and supernaturally. So, I, you know, I, I think back and I say that God, what he tells me is that he is our source because we all feel that without a job, how can you even pay your rent, more or less pay a debt? But he made a way for us. So I want to encourage you, if you are here, let me tell you, as I've been here, everywhere that has been declared, Reverend demonstrated a woman, anybody who's harassing you, being removed from the seats. That was the second Sunday. Everything he has said has come to pass. I don't, I've gone to that open heaven, coming straight from a flight, sick, 
but I still couldn't miss it. I went for my you know, last one after I had packed for two days because I knew that the heavens are actually opened during that meeting. I want to take this opportunity to thank Reverend and Lady Pastor for all your hospitality for receiving us at a time where we were so broken, for nurturing us, for loving us, for telling us we can believe again. Thank you for your love behind the scenes. And for all of you, for your support and your love, we are so grateful. We go in strength. We go stronger than we came here. Thank you for everything. And to God be all the glory. Amen. Wow. The heavens are going to open to you too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You shall have a testimony also. Hallelujah. Our God is mysterious. Amen. And he works it in ways that we cannot see. Hallelujah. As you believe the word of God that comes out of the man of God, I believe that God will open the heavens unto you as well. Amen. Do you have an offering this morning? Oh, do you have an offering? Hallelujah. Amen. Take out a very good offering, a very powerful one, as we welcome upstage the choir. Amen. Let's welcome them. Put your hands together for them. We have a powerful choir in our midst. Amen.
Heavenly Father, we want to thank you again for this opportunity to give. Bless these seeds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's a fear in the house. Let's welcome her to bless our hearts. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for her as she mounts the stage. Amen. Keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping. 
She keeps waving at me that she's not. Okay, okay, there she comes.
Wow. He saved you. And he saved me. What are we doing for the others? Hallelujah. This morning I preached a message about the Christian as a light. Hallelujah. You should listen to it. Hallelujah. We are supposed to be light. We are supposed to shine our light before men. So that when they see, when they see our good works, they will give glory to God. He saved you and he saved me. Hallelujah. Amen. That was beautiful ministration. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, thank you very much. Let's memorize our verse. Scripture for the week. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. One, two, go. Okay? They rule well. Let them be counted worthy of not honor, but double honor. Hallelujah. Let them be counted or they deserve to be given not honor, but what? Double honor. You know, it goes on to say that especially you know, because elders can do a lot of things. Sometimes you can get elders who rule well in administration, elders who rule well in organization. But I say no, especially the ones who labor in the word and doctrine. Especially the ones who preach to you, who teaches you, who prays for you. Labor. He works in labor. That, those are the group I'm talking about. So even though you can get elders who are administrators, who are organizers, who do other things at their back, which is all good. But I'm talking about the one who especially labor for you in way. The one who preaches to you. The one who prays for you. He is worthy of double honor. Amen. And today is honor your prophet. Hallelujah. In this church, by the grace of God, God has given us a father, an elder, who has labored for us. Every message we preach is from him. Every book we read is from him. Every church we build is from him. Every spiritual protection that we even prophesy over you, he's the overhead covering. So he's worthy of double honor. Amen. Wonderful. So today's Galatians 6, 6. And I love today. Hallelujah. Because it has a lot of spiritual implication. And I will spend my time by the grace of God to explain to us the importance or for those of us who are looking for titles, the blessings of honor. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you here in church today? Good. So let's go to Galatians chapter 6, verse number 6 and 7. Let him, I'm just reading scriptures. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Verse number 7. Be not deceived. 
God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. For most of us, this scripture is applied towards our enemies. Usually, when somebody does you evil, that's when you quote the scripture. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. We quote this scripture when to, to repay our enemies. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. No. This scripture actually is in reference to honoring, sowing good seeds, so that you also reap honor. And I would say, God is not deceived. God is not mocked. You cannot trick God. You cannot lie to God. You cannot pretend you have not sown and expect to weep, reap. Hallelujah. God is not mocked. In other words, God sees behind the scenes. That's right. Hallelujah. So, I want us to know that number one, based on this scripture, it is a privilege to honor. Hallelujah. It is a privilege to honor the gift of God. Hallelujah. I say it is a privilege to do what? Yeah, it's a privilege. When you get the opportunity to honor a the gift of God. And, and by the way, God's gift to you is not a birthday cake. Are you hearing me? God's gift to you is not a new job. God's gift to you is not a husband. Even though you think it's God's gift to you. And definitely God's gift to you is not your wife. Because you are even beginning to question why you made the, why you made the right choice. So how can that be God's gift? So that's not God's gift. When, when we read the Bible, the Bible said when he ascended, when he ascended unto heaven, he gave gifts unto men. Show us that scripture. When he ascended up unto heaven, when Jesus ascended to heaven, he gave gifts. He gave us gifts. Birthday gifts. He gave us gifts. Okay? He gave us gifts. Unto men. Ephesians. Look for it. Gifts. And when we opened the gift box, there were apostles. There were, this is very slow. There were apostles. There were prophets. Are you there? Go back to verse 10. So they will get a scripture. He that ascended is the same that ascended. Far above us, that he may fulfill all things. Good. Verse 11. And he gave some apostles. Some 
What did he give? Some. What did he give? Some. What did he give? And some. What did he give? This is what God gave to men. Hallelujah. So if you have a pastor, it is God's gift to you. If you have a prophet, it is God's gift to you. If you have an evangelist, it's God's gift to you. If you have a teacher, it's God's gift to you. God's gift to you because through that gift, your life will be established. Can I get an amen? I say, can I get an amen? Through that gift, your life will be established. Through that gift, your life will be on proper course. Through that gift, you will be protected from the work of the enemy. For by a prophet, like what a child was sharing, open heavens, through the gift of the prophets, which God used in open heavens, their life were established. That's what I'm talking about. You need the, the gift is meant for your life. Hallelujah. Because, because it doesn't add up. How do you pay all your bills when you are out of a job for four months? It's not economics. It's not economics. That, pure, that purely is by the force of prophecy. And prophecy is a force. I say prophecy is a force. Prophets, he brought them out. And by a prophet, he established them. So when God gives you a prophet, he has given you a gift that will be a force in your life. And God has given us a great prophet. Hallelujah. So, it is number one, it is a privilege to honor the gift of God. Hallelujah. Now, honor, this word honor, we don't understand it well, so sometimes you have to go to the roots. So maybe, actually, the, in, the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew language, the word honor comes from the word kabad. K-A-B-A-D. Kabad. To honor means to kabad. You have learned some Hebrew today. Kabad. Kabad. And what does kabad mean? Kabad means to treat something. Okay? Treat something with great respect and make it valuable. Kabad means to treat something with great respect and make it valuable. So to honor means you treat what that thing with great respect and make it valuable. That's the meaning of kabad. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. That's the meaning of kabad. It, it means you treat the thing with great respect and make it valuable. That's what it means. Hallelujah. So, it means that to, uh, it means to honor your husband, to honor your husband, you have to treat him not with respect, but great respect. It's a message. It means you don't treat him with only respect, but what? Why is the church quiet? Don't treat him with respect, but treat him with what? Not only respect, but what? And make it valuable. Valuable. I was telling the church on Tuesday 
Every time I go to Southern and Eastern Africa, I'm amazed. Southern and Eastern Africa, I'm amazed. Okay? Even this last trip that I was in South Africa. One of the things that you notice there all the time, okay, even when you finish preaching, can I get my bottle of water? Even when you finish preaching, sometimes I'll finish preaching, or whoever's finished preaching, then you go and sit down. And what? It's just without, without fail. It doesn't matter who, who, who the lady is. As soon as you finish preaching and they are bringing you water, this is the way they come. As soon as they come, Reb, the whole, this is how they present water. They never fail. Woman after, lady after lady, church after church, every time they go to give you the pastor a, a water, this is their presentation. They hold the bottle, of course, to the tissue, in one hand like this, in one hand to hold this and give it to you. Great respect and honor. I am yet to see a New York lady. <laughs> I am yet to see a girl of New York give water. Hey, at least, at least, even if, if you don't bow down, let them do this. Great respect. Hallelujah. Amen. And I should tell you, right? Because the typical presentation, look, Jack. <laughs> oh, where is the water? It's in the back. <laughs> huh? The coaches. Constant. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Great respect. And, is the, and, and, and the opposite is true. If you value to honor your wife, to honor your wife is to treat her not with respect, but great respect. <laughs> I'm preaching. Treat her with great respect. And value her. That's the meaning of honor. Kabat. Treat the woman with great... If you, if you treat your wife with great respect, you will not call her swine. Great respect. If you treat her with great respect, you will not allow your sister and your mother to maltreat her. You will be a shield. You will block her from your family insulting her. It's a message. Great respect. Because she cannot fight. She cannot stand your mother. You are the barrier to prevent your mother's arrows from reaching her. If you value her, kabad is the word. Kabad. To treat with great respect and value. If you value, if you value, 
your wife. You will not allow your sisters to sort her out. And you said, well, it's my and there's nothing I can do about it. No. She cannot fight them. You have to be a barrier, a volunteer. Great. You should let your, your, your sisters know that, look, this is my wife. This is my marital business. Stay out of it. I once had, I, I recently had a QFC, Lighthouse Pastor, telling his church members, he said, listen to me. None of you have the right or audacity to correct my wife. Okay? The bishop that you must is good, doing a good job sorting out the wives already. Leave it to bishop. You have no right to correct my wife. <laughs> That's what the person said. He said, the fact that you hear bishop blasting my wife, that's not me that can come and correct my wife. That is bishop's job to my wife. It's not your job. <laughs> and he said, bishop is doing a good job on them anyway. So you stay out. Because he has written a book for them. The beauty. The beauty. The beast and the pastor. Yes, I've written a book for them. So you are, it's not your business to sort her out. Bishop Doug is doing a good job. <laughs> That's what somebody said. I just listened here. Are you hearing me? If you value your pastor, you will treat him with what? And make what? Make him valuable. You treat him with what? And make him what? Thank you. And if you value your bishop, you will treat him with what? Great, 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 great respect. And make him what? Don't listen to all this nonsense. You are worshiping man. Those are nonsense. Those are rubbish. Hallelujah. So that's what it means to kabad. Amen. Hallelujah. So we must learn to value the gift of God in our life. Amen. I said amen. Yeah. Yeah. And also, value or valuing something is time related. It's time related. The person will not be there all the time. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Your mother will not be there all the time. One of the saddest things you see when you fly, especially from where we come from, when you sit on the plane, you see people carrying big bouquet, huge flowers. The flower, the flower is so huge, it has to occupy a seat. Oh, you have seen it before. They book a seat for it. To go and bury. Meanwhile, when the person was alive, even two hundred dollars, you didn't send it. It's a good message. When the person was alive, and she called you for rent, you sent a message that listen, school has started, and I'm suffering here. Now you have bought a big bouquet, occupying a seat, and paid a, a ticket, and you are going for something she will never see. It's time related. That is why the woman with the alabaster box, when she broke the box, the, the box and the perfume came out, 
People were, why? Jesus said, leave her alone. She has done it for my memorial. And everywhere the gospel is preached, her name will be mentioned. Another group of women also came with the same mare and alabaster box. After she died, but it was too late. When they went there, he was risen. Because you must value in time. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Listen. Your mom is not going to be around forever. Your dad is not going to be there forever. Your pastor is not going to be around forever. I'm not saying he's, I'm not, I'm not about to die, but I'll not be here forever. <laughs> you may even die before me, so don't. <laughs> so don't have any ideas. But I may not be here forever. Your bishop may not be around forever. So learn to honor. Honor is timely. Your mom, your mom, I'm talking about your mom. Your mom may not be there forever. Yes, you got bills, you got bills. And by the way, Jesus said something. When the woman broke the alabaster box, Judas said, What a waste. What a waste. She could have sold it and give the money to the poor. Trying to be smart. And Jesus said, leave her alone. She has done this in memorial of me. The poor, the poor, you will always have with you. The poor, you will always have to you. So if you have an opportunity to help the poor, it is not this time. They will always be there. Are you hearing me? So what am I trying to say? Your bills will always be there. I say your bills will always be there. So don't use your bills as an, as an excuse not to honor your mom. Man, the bills are too much. Your bills will always be there. The poor you will always have. Don't use your bills as a reason not to honor her. Because your bills aren't going anywhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. The poor. Amen. For you, for you have the poor with you always. That's it. Hallelujah. Anna, Kabad. Hallelujah. So don't wait for the person to pass away or the person no longer around. Are you hearing me? One pastor was telling us. All, all the stories are true, as Bishop says. Once pastor was telling us that, you know, there was a funeral. He wanted to conduct a funeral, a burial. And as they were closing, as they were closing the casket, husband, the husband has died. So as he was closing the casket for the guy, closing the casket, the wife was willing Oh, my darling, my dear, who did you leave me with? Oh, darling, my dear, who did you leave me? Oh, my life is not the same. I want to, he said, almost trying to enter the coffin. Almost trying to enter the coffin. And the pastor said he was annoyed. 
stood, he was bored. He almost pushed her back. Do you know why? Because he has been constantly, she knew how rude and how some way the woman was to her husband. She knew the whole background. He knew the whole background. He has more cheated the guy. I mean, if there's something called second degree murder, she probably may be responsible for murder. <laughs> By her behavior, he had tormented a poor guy. Now you are telling me, he's a, he's a hypocrite, hypocrite to the highest degree. Now the guy is dead, you are saying that, oh, I want to enter the coffee with you. Coffee with you? Even in bed, you will not allow him to touch you. Now you want to go into coffee with him. <laughs> I'm preaching. Even in bed, you will not, when he stretches his hand, you are kicking his hand. Now you want to be the coffin hypocrite. Even in bed, you are not allowing him. <laughs> Hypocrites. Hypocrisy. Look. Hallelujah. You must value in, in time. Amen. Because it's time related. Hallelujah. To honor means to esteem with the highest value. That's what it means. To honor means to to honor something is means to esteem it with the highest value. For example, for example, this my jacket here. If I put it on the auction block, that we are auctioning this jacket. I don't think it will even fetch $100. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying. This is my jacket. If I say, let's auction this jacket. I don't think it will even fetch $100. I don't know. But if we put Michael Jackson's jacket... Millions of dollars. And so this is the jacket that Mark Jackson wore when he did the concert in Madison Square Garden. Immediately the price goes up. They said this is the guitar Elvis Presley played. The last guitar, the strings is millions. Michael Jackson's glove, the one that he wore and did thriller. <laughs> it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't think Natasha's watch. <laughs> if you were to auction it, exactly. Hallelujah. When the husband said, when you Google her name, nothing will come up. <laughs> so, what? what <laughs> so funny. Say, your husband said, when we Google your name, nothing will show up. <laughs> Forgive. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So it means that the value, the value we give to items is, deep, is, is related to who it is related with. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? The same item, but depending on who it is associated with, it gives it value. That's why celebrity items. That's why they will auction Princess Diana's clothes, but they will not auction ladies' clothes, Lydia's clothes. <laughs> but one day they will auction your clothes. I say one day they auction. They say this is Lady Reverend Lydia's clothes. They will auction your clothes one day. Lady Reverend Lydia. Receive the prophecy. Amen. So, in the same way, just as people, people value secular celebrity things, we need to value the gifts of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Psalm 71, verse 8. Psalm 71, verse 8. Let thy mouth be filled, let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your honor all the day. Yeah. Yeah. So what it means is that if you honor something, you will praise it. Hallelujah. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor. Anything that you honor, you see, I am teaching you about honor. Anything that you honor, you will not criticize it. Anything you value, you will not criticize it. Hallelujah. You honor by what you say and what you do. You honor, you cannot say you honor somebody. When the person is not there, you, you, you say bad things about the person. You don't honor, that's not honor. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and thy honor all day. You can't say, oh, reverend, I really honor you, but when I'm not there, you bring me to zero. You cannot come and sing, dear bishop, precious to us, and as soon as you leave, you insult him. Nah. You honor something, you praise it. You value something. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Listen to me. You cannot criticize what you honor. I'm talking to you. You cannot criticize what you honor. If you honor it, you will not criticize it. Hallelujah. That is why I say it without any apology and without any reservation that if I, anytime I hear a husband criticizing the wife, I take it that you don't honor her. You don't value her. The reason why you are criticizing your wife to everybody is a sign that you don't value her. And I'm right. I'm not saying she doesn't annoy you. I'm not saying she doesn't irritate you. I'm not saying she doesn't make But the, the frequency 
challenge your wife to, it's a sign that you don't value that woman. That's what it is. If she is important to you and precious to you, you will stop the criticism. What about her having to criticize her cooking, her makeup, her dress, her shoes, her talking? One woman, even if it's Satan, give her a break. <laughs> hmm, it's a message. Let's my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor. Stop. Your criticism reveals your dishonor. That's what it is. Don't be mocked. God is not mocked. God is not deceived at all. Your criticism is a reflection of how you do not value her. I'm not talking about husband. What about husband? I'm, not, I'm led by the spirit to talk about the way you treat your wife. Next time, when I'm led by the spirit about your husband, I'll talk about it. But today, <laughs> today, I'm led by the spirit to talk about valuing your wife. Honor your property. See, criticisms all day. To the point that she has even lost confidence. Can't go out. Can't talk. Her self confidence has gone down. Her confidence has gone down. You have literally reduced her to zilch. Now she doesn't know whether she should make palm soup on Sunday or granola soup. She's confused. Every time you open the door, <laughs> when a grown-up panics at your presence, do you think it's a good thing? children are not supposed to panic at your presence. You have made her panic. That's not good. Because you have criticized her to the point that she has lost her self-confidence. When you value, let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all day, all the day, all the day. Hallelujah. In the same way, I know some pastors who don't want to preach to their congregation. Oh, yeah. You know why Bishop said he started drinking water when he started preaching? Has he told you that story? Because, do you know why? When he started a church, young medical student trying to do something for God. Every, and I was there. You see, I'm not telling you something I wasn't there. I was there. Okay? I'm talking about what I saw, not something else. Medical school. I was in Arab block. We were in Arab block. Me and Bishop were in Arab block. And then the other guys were in B block. Hey, if you go to the B block Saturday evening, oh man. Criticisms. Criticisms. And that, I don't know how to preach. Even the way he throws up. Criticism. At the point, at the, to the point that when he's about to preach, he said, when he stands behind the pulpit, his mouth is dry. That's why he started drinking water. I'm talking about when the church started. Criticisms. Criticisms. The two of us were, me and him were in the other block. So obviously I was not part of the criticisms. We were here and they were here. Until one day God revealed to him, cast away the scorner 
and strife will cease. And as soon as he, he removed that particular guy, everything calmed down. This is the church you are seeing now. Can you believe, can you believe, can you believe that this 3,000 churches, over 600,000 members would have been killed by criticisms? Hallelujah. Stop criticizing. If you value, you value, you value, you stop criticizing. Don't reduce the woman to a doormat. She's a wife, not a doormat. Today I'm talking about husbands. Let's, as I'm led. What, is, what, what again do you expect her to do? What again do you expect this poor woman to do? She's working, she's not working hard enough. She cooks the food, it's not nice. She's cleaning, oh, she's too slow. Every time the children get a bad report in school, it's her fault. But when they get a good report, it's your brain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every time they get a bad report in school, it's their fault. But when you're children, you see, you're not careful. You don't take on the children. Everything, you're too sloppy. Why? Look at what it is. But when they get a good report, that's my kids. It's your brain. Meanwhile, if we were to look at brain for brain, we can go and check your result at all level and your wife's result at all level. And you can see that she actually did better in school than you. So even the brain that you are boasting of, it came from her. Just in case you don't know. <laughs> Preaching. Let's go and check your grades. <laughs> if you are talking about genes here, check your grade and check her grade. Shall I continue preaching? We are talking about honor. Hallelujah. So, number one, honor is a seed. Galatians 6 6, we talked about it already. It says, Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. It means honor. The, 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 the culture of honor is seed sowing. It means honor is a seed. When you honor, you are sowing a seed. When you honor, you are what? I say, When you honor, you are what? And, and there's, there is a universal principle. Seed time and harvest time shall remain. Anytime you sow, expect to reap. So when you honor, you are sowing a seed. So if you want to be honored, learn to honor. Also, I must sow it. That shall he reap. That is why it is a mistake. You know, I've seen it over time. Don't Dishonor your parents. Do not dishonor your parents and expect your children to honor you. It's a seed. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. And he was talking about honor. Verses talk about it was about honor. Honor is a seed you put ground. Honor is a seed you put on the ground. So as you are dishonoring your parents, expect your children to dishonor you. And you have, like they say, you have sown the wind. You will reap the whirlwind. 
If you dishonor your parents one time, your children will dishonor you ten times. It always multiplies. Are you hearing me? So, some of you wives, small, this is just a small on you. Some of you wives who are very antagonistic to your mother-in-law, always criticizing your mother-in-law, who has given birth to a son for you to marry, and now the son cannot talk to his mother. As you are giving birth to boys, remember. <laughs> As you are preventing somebody's son from talking to her, your sons are coming. In the same way, you will not be prevented from talking to your to, your son will not be prevented from talking to you because the thing multiplies. He will be prevented from even visiting you. Because it multiplies. Yeah. Look. I'll give you a piece of advice. If you are a woman with boys, eh, have a good relationship with your mother-in-law. Because you will reap the same thing somewhere down the line. <laughs> I'm preaching. Have a very good relationship. Now, now you, have, you better learn French. <laughs> because somewhere down the line, as you are pushing her son from talking to her, you are sowing the same seed for yourself. <laughs> yes, you can't preach. Anna. I once heard a story. I don't know how to use it. The story, as you are doing now, the story of a boy, the father, and the grandfather. And the grandfather was with, with them. And the little boy loved grandpa. He used to play with grandpa. I always loved grandpa. One day, daddy came home. He said, we have to take grandpa away. He said, where? He said, grandpa, he said, nuisance, we are tired. You know, me and, mom, me and your mom, we are too busy. We cannot really take care of grandpa. Me and mom, we are too busy. We cannot take care of grandpa. So why are we taking grandpa? Oh, we are taking grandpa to a home. But who will play with me? It doesn't matter. Your friends will play with you. They put grandpa in the car. Father, son, and grandpa. Father drove the car all the way. Left the old man in the old people's home. The old man was crying. I don't want to be here. I'll play with you. I don't want to be here. The father said, oh, no, we are, you know, my wife is this. No, 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 this. So they finally left the old man there. Then on their way back, the father was driving. The boy was quiet. He didn't say a word. So the father was disturbed. He said, son, why are you so quiet? The boy said, I am thinking about where to take you. <laughs> I am thinking. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 
That is why honor being a seed, honor your prophet is one of the best seeds you can ever sow. Hallelujah. Yeah. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. Quickly. Children, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Semicolon, for this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Semicolon, for this is right. It means obeying your parents is simply right. There's no but, there's no if, there's no it's right. There's no if or but. Is right. The action of obeying your parents is right. Next verse. Honor your honor thy father and thy mother. Kabad. Kabad them. Kabad your, your mother and father. For which is the first commandment with the promise. And the promise is that when you do that, it will be well with you. Next verse. That it may be well with thee. And that you may live long. Don't expect to live long if you criticize your mother. If you criticize your mother that she's a witch and you die early, she has not killed you. <laughs> I understand. When you say your mother is a witch and you die early, she didn't kill you. It's your criticism that has killed you, not her witchcraft. Because it will not be well with you and you will not live long. Look, I'll tell you something. Learn biblical things and spiritual things to live. A lot of us, you see, for it to be well with you to live long, it doesn't only come by prayer and fasting. You are very good at prayer and fasting. You can fast, you can pray. But let me tell you something there is something called honor your father and your mother. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that all things work together. It means there are a lot of factors. So don't only do one part. Don't bind. You can bind no matter the demons you bind. If you don't order your mother or your father, it will not be well with you. That's it. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Yeah. In John chapter 4. I'm t- am I, can I continue teaching you? In John chapter 4, verse 42. John 4, 42. Go to John. John chapter 4, verse 42. Yeah. And said the woman unto now, we believe. Not because of that. He said, and said the woman. And said, and said unto the woman, now we believe. Not because of thy saying. For we have heard him ourselves. And know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Next verse. Now after two days, he departed thence and went into Galilee. Talking about Jesus Christ. For Jesus himself testified. Jesus himself testified. What did he say? That a prophet had no honor in his country. A prophet. A prophet has no honor but in his own country. So, it means that a prophet is honorable. A prophet is honorable. Or a prophet deserves to be honored. 
But unfortunately, a place where a prophet does not get honored is his own country. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. A prophet is meant to be honorable. But Jesus said that a prophet had no honor in his own country. In Galilee, in Capernaum, they honored him by his own country. A prophet. A prophet. A prophet is supposed to be honored. Only that unfortunately, the place that he does not get honored is his own country. Hallelujah. It's amazing. It's amazing. I once heard a Jew. I once heard a Jew. I once heard a Jew say that you people have taken our God too much than us. He said, you people have taken our God too serious. You have taken our God too serious. You people mean the Gentiles, they're non-Jews. Because it was their God. And we came in small. Now we are taking the thing to another level. Because a, a, because a prophet is without honor. I mean, I mean let, 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 let's be very objective. The Jews did not believe in Christ at all. He came to his own. Look at how we Gentiles Sunday morning go to African churches. Uh, 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 Spanish churches. It's filled with people uh, praising Jesus Christ. Go to Jerusalem. They don't mention his he, his, you, Jesus Christ used to Israel is only tourism. <laughs> tourism. The only value Jesus Christ, his value to Israel is only tourists. I mean, they make money from him like something. Tourism. Every day people go to Jerusalem. Jesus Christ's value to Israel, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, it's mainly tourism. The way we believe in him, we pray to him, he heals our sickness. Our sickness. Look at healing Jesus. People are being healed. In Israel, he's a tourist attraction. They make money of him. And I have been to Israel. My wife has only been there twice. And I, I, I know what I'm talking about. Every year when you go, the buses are full. Christians all over the world come in. And you know, Jewish man doesn't play with money. Chen, chen, chen. <laughs> Jerusalem is one of the most expensive places to stay. Food, you are there. Food. Food. Five dollars for small McDonald's. And then they'll take you around. They don't sell. They, you, you go to Peter's Fish. You, you are the right. They sell. Peter, wait there. Peter's Fish. This is where Peter caught the fish. Hey! <laughs> I didn't know. And then by all means, you must eat Peter's Fish. So don't break the fish. Let me tell you something. It was tilapia. Tilapia. <laughs> <laughs> it was tilapia. The fish was tilapia. I saw Peter's fish. And you see the faithful. 
the believers, we paid top dollar for tilapia. The same tilapia, I can get it in New Jersey. Oh, please. <laughs> I don't even know how much you pay. Sometimes I'm $10 so some expensive lunch. Oil. The sand. They say baptism in the river Jordan. Look, let me tell you something. Next time I go there, I will not be baptized at all. Please. I'm in the Jordan River. I can see why Neymar was <laughs> I can understand why Neymar was furious. The Jordan River. Please, give me a break. Yeah. The river itself, okay? The river itself. The river Jordan itself. Wait, it's coming. You can actually jump over it. So do you know what they have done? At the end of the lesson, they have dug a pool. <laughs> okay? So that the river collects with a big pool. It's a swimming pool. And you see the faithful. Everybody wants to baptize in Jordan. So we all lined up in our all whites. And they are charging us. Juice their world, though. No wonder they are making money in New York. They know how to make money. <laughs> and we are going. Lining up, Jordan. Next time I go, I will not. <laughs> and they gave us a certificate. Look, our tourist guide, he was called Moshe. Oh, this is Mangali. Smoking. <laughs> a guy was called Moshe. Okay, this is Gilly. This we don't even know what, whether he was saying it was true or not. <laughs> yeah. They don't believe in him. But look at the way we worship. Look at the way we believe. Look at the way we are experiencing miracles in our life. Because the prophet is without honor. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. Listen to me. Don't let us suffer from that same condition. Don't let us value what has been given to us. Because one day you will lose it. They screamed, let his blood be upon us. You can see. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't let us not miss our opportunity to value God's gift. May we not be like the people who rejected their prophets and did not honor them. Because one day, you will cry for it. They said, let his blood be upon us. Go to their museum. It happened. Hallelujah. Yeah. Statistically, hope I'm getting it right. Statistically, or or historically, it has been shown that most guys are not married to their first love. You think you are your husband's first love? You are not. You are not. <laughs> don't be deceived, Jack. Christian sister, don't think you were his first love at all. No, don't be deceived. Oh. Some other. Some other lady said no to him. 
Check the history. Go and check the history. Some girl said no. If that girl has said yes, it will not be you. Macandoria. Don't believe that at all. As she's calling, babe, sweetheart, you were not. <laughs> I'm a pastor. I officiate weddings. And from time to time, every time I officiate weddings, I can see the other girl who said no. Me. I can see. Yes. From time to time, I'm officiating. I'm telling you. Because I've been, I'm a pastor. As I'm officiating the wedding, I could see the other lady who he really wanted first. Who said no? And unfortunately, some of them come to the wedding still single. Which is another message. Because you did not value, that's why you have lost. That's why other people are married with three children. You are still single and hard and stiff because you didn't value. <laughs> you are stiff. That's why you are stiff. Because you didn't value. <laughs> you did not. Oh, from time to time I see. I appreciate. I could see the other girl. And unfortunately, she's still not married. Because she missed her hour of visitation. She did not value when her husband, a prophet, came her way. May we not be people who don't value or don't know our visitation. Let us honor right. And let us honor in time. Because when you don't honor, you, it, it will slip through your hands. And one day you cry for it. Especially in marriage. Let me talk to you girls. Let me talk to you. Hey, I've seen it over and over again. Hey. I'm preaching Francis. And you know what happens? As they reject what came to them, and the years come by, even their beauty begins to go down, you will not remain beautiful forever. So now that you are beautiful and you are coming, grab one like that and move on. <laughs> I'm prophesying. Because I've seen more beautiful ones who were, people were more beautiful than you. Who now? As, because the thing is, you don't remain beautiful forever. As the years go by, signs and wonders. You, look, listen to me. Go and check. You think you are beautiful than your mother? Go and look at your mother's picture. She was wilder than you. <laughs> I'm preaching. Go and look at your mother's picture. As you look at her, you say, "Oh, she was beautiful." Look for look. You were no you were no standard for her. Oh yeah. No extensions. She was natural beauty. There was no uh, Mr. Lee. Your mother was outstandingly beautiful. And you are looking at her and say, oh lady, go and check. <laughs> no eyelashes, no extension. Yeah. So be careful now. Don't let the gift slip away. And then, because you will cry for it. Let his blood be upon us. His blood is upon them now. I'm helping you. So now, this when I see the young ladies. Oh, Reverend, I don't like the way he's talking. He's too short. He's too skinny. You wait. You wait. 
You stay there. Listen, you will not remain beautiful forever. It's hard to believe that one day you will stand there and people don't look at you again. <laughs> it's wisdom. So, hmm. I, hey, let me preach my message. Honor. <laughs> look. Yeah. I've seen. True story. I'm not lying to you. And as I wear my purple and I'm officiating, I can see the other girl. Who some time ago was even outstanding. Even her beauty is fading away. Ancient words. Never true. You better grab it once. Amen. Yeah. So don't let us be a people who don't value our bishop. It's amazing how other people value him. Other churches. All over the world. All over the world. Last week he was in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Ceylon. Sri Lanka. Come and see how the Sri Lankans are clamoring for him. And we sit here. looking for his books everywhere. And we, his books, unless it's an exam, we don't even read it. There's a guy, there's a guy in uh, Malawi. No, even in Kenya, this guy. He, he came to New York. He has been to New York before. Mac- Macaria. Kenya. I mean, sometimes I get annoyed. You know why I get annoyed? I mean, I'm annoyed in the sense that it pains me. It pays, it pays me. Because James Macaria got Bishop's book. Mega Church. Okay? He was a struggling pastor in Kenya. And he got a book, Mega Church. And just studying and praying with that book, he has built a huge church in Kenya. Over 8,000 people. So, according to when he sees Lighthouse Pastor, he said, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> That's what he says. He said, what is wrong with you people? Me, I got your your papa's book. And look at the church I built. And you, the books are there. You don't even read it. And your churches are small, small, small. Yeah. A prophet is without honor. By his own country. Yeah. Hey, young ladies. I'm telling you. I'm preaching. Because I'm over 50 now. And I've been seeing a lot. One girl, when I saw her, I said, yeah, is that you? Some time ago, you were outstanding. Brothers were coming. Now, nobody's even looking. When you came, she was like, say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that you? Hmm. Okay. Hallelujah. John chapter 8, verse number 48. John chapter 8, verse number 48. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but 
I honor my father. I have not a devil. I have not a devil. But I honor my father. And you do dishonor me. I have not a devil. Give me the New Living Translation. NLT. I have not a devil. NLT. Quickly, unless you cannot find it. The people retorted, you Samaritan devil. Didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? You Samaritan devil. Didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? Jesus said, what, me? Verse 49. No, Jesus said, I have no demon in me for I honor my father. It It means when you don't honor your father, it's a sign there's a demon in you. He said, me, a devil? I have no demon in me, for I honor my father. It means when you don't honor your father, your prophet, your pastor, it's a sign that a demon is working in you. Clear sign. So every time we start talking about honor your prophet, honor your father, and some of you, demons are talking. Demons. Ask your neighbor, is there a demon talking now? <laughs> so this is the, Anytime people think you are watching, you'll be sure this is the best you have to call the person. I, I have not a demon. Because it is a devil that will tell you honor. Because when you don't honor, it will not be well with you. So, do you understand the logic? That's why Satan said, don't honor. Because he knows that when you don't honor, it will not be well with you. And he, the, the devil does not want it to be well with you. That's why he will fight you from honoring. Say, me? I have no demon. I honor my father. Me? I have no demon. I honor my father. Me? I have no demon. I honor my father. Me? I have no demon. I have no honor my father. It's only a demon that will make you stop honoring your father. And by your father, I, I, I even mean your biological father. Why don't you want to honor the man who gave birth to you? It's a demon. Why are you quiet? Father, from today, if you have a problem with your father, after this service, go and call him and beg him. Demon is operating in you. So that it will not be well with you. No, I have no demon in me at all. I have no demon. For I honor my father. Yeah. So every time you fight with honoring a father, a pastor, it's a son that a demon is working. I think I can end my message at this level. I can end it today. Don't let demons deceive you. Yes. Because, you see, I'm telling you why. There was a reason why Bishop changed this thing, Galatians 6, to honor your prophet. Because he felt, and it was true spiritually, that his children are not doing well. His people are not prospering. But other ministries, whereby they are taught to honor their prophet, they are doing very well. So he, he did it not because he wants anything from you, but he wants us to gain the spiritual benefit so that demons should not operate in us. So that devils should not operate in you. Yes, that's the reason. I know Bishop personally. I am his friend. I've been with him for the longest. I sleep in the same room with him. He does not need anything from anybody. Even when he was a student, he was a whole 
even when we were students, he says it's not enough to borrow anybody's car. That's the nice vision of that. You know, some people are spiritual, but they are immoral. He's, open. He's both moral and spiritual. He does not do certain things. Bishop does not borrow. Even when we're friends, he does not borrow. You know, school, you go, please, can I come and borrow your, your stool? Your... No. No. He's told his father, if you don't have it, don't take it. So even apart from being spiritual, he was brought up in the proper home. That's just in case you don't know. I'm taking a person. Apart from being spiritual, he was brought up in a proper home. Whereby, if you don't have it, don't go and ask. So, he's the last person to demand anything from you. Very content. He's the last one. But he, fe- he knew that look, a certain demon is operating. Hallelujah. And that thing needs to be broken. So that a certain prosperity and blessing will come our way. What a good father. I said, what a good father. I said, what a good father. That's why we honor. This whole thing is a spiritual thing. I can tell you that honor your prophet is a spiritual thing that he did. He specifically did it to abound your glory so that there will be a certain protection and covering and blessing coming your way. For Jacob said, for, for Isaac said unto uh, Jacob, bring venison that I may eat. And when my stomach is full, I will bless you. That's what it is. It's not that he's hungry. Are you hearing me? I saw you hearing me. Yeah. That's why I heard my message. Don't let devils deceive you. I have not a demon. I don't have a demon. I honor my father. I've been in this church and I've seen people criticize. And all of them have demons and they have gone down. I'm not a demon. I'm not a demon. I've been with him for the longest. I'm talking about even being, now I'm even going to his personal life. I'm not even talking about him. As a person, he was brought up in a proper home. Swiss woman, if you, Swiss mother, if you don't have, don't borrow. That's how he was brought up. That's why he was brought up. If you don't have, don't borrow. I'm talking about our prophet, the bishop. Some of you are new. You don't know him. So I'm going to show a small clip so that you know who we are talking about. Please, show me the clip. Put your hands together for the Lord. This is a prophet. I'm not talking about my, I'm not talking about me. It's not me. I'm not your prophet. He is a prophet. He's our prophet. He's our father. Just show us a little clip. Hallelujah. And the same shoe that he used to consecrate the bishop was the same shoe he wore to the burdens I went mad. And was the same, to he, the same shoe he took to the church. How many times do you change your shoe? Same shoe. He came to the church with the same mat. Showing us leadership. Hallelujah. Don't you think it is a privilege to honor such a person? Hallelujah. So today is honor your prophets. Amen. So we're about to do the honor your prophets. I told you last week. Don't forget. Oh, don't forget. I honor my father. I don't have a demon. Don't let demons talk to you. Hallelujah. So if you are not here last week or you forgot and you need an envelope, okay, please come and pick up my envelope. But if you, have your, if you were here last week, then you don't have to come for my envelope. You prepared your thing already. 
So if you, if you didn't, you forgot. For one reason, you forgot. You can't get an envelope. Because I want everybody to. And I want everybody to be part of it. Everybody. Because it is a seed. Seed of honor. So honor that you may reap honor. If you are not born again, Jesus said, if you believe in your heart, if you believe in your heart, number one, and if you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. So before we do this communion thing, anybody here who is not sure, you are not sure that you are a Christian, you are not sure, you are not sure, you haven't done this thing, please, please, I want to pray for you. There is room at the cross for you. There is room. You are the reason why God, you are the reason why Jesus Christ came to die. So if you are not sure that you are a Christian or not, softly, if you are not sure that you are a Christian, then at this particular moment, would every, everybody bow down your head, everybody close your eyes. If you are not sure that you are a Christian, please lift up your hand wherever you are standing. Wherever you are, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm serious. This is very private. If you are not sure, you are not sure, you are not sure you are a Christian, please lift up your hand. Because you need to do that before you come for communion. Communion has power by making sure that you are a Christian. So if you are not sure, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm really serious about this. This is very, very spiritual. If you are not sure, please, 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 if you are not sure, because you need to do this. You really need to do this. So that the communion will benefit you. There is room. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for communion. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed and saved us. Let nobody live here without being born again. And Lord, as we come, let the blood speak. Let the body heal. Let the blood speak. Let the body heal. Let the body heal every bruise, every sickness, every disease. And let the blood speak on our behalf. Canceling every curse and every death. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless the body. We bless the wine. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.